Welcome to the Spanish Arpada. I'm Sarah. And I am Peter. And we are ranking and reviewing all of the rulers of Spain from Leovigild to Felipe VI. And today we are going to be reviewing Hisham I. So we have jumped back to the south. Yes, we have we have we have skipped skipped southward. Yes. Yes, we finally right. finished the entire third generation of the Asturian kings. Every mm-hmm. child and nephew of Alfonso I has been done. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now we have reached a point where we need to get back down to the south and find yes. out what was going there. Yes. So we're we're presumably returning to the land of people who can actually tell their butt from a hole in the ground. Well, let's um, hope. Uh, yes. We had our last king in the south was Abdul Rahman the first. Yes, I was going to say king. A, a good example of someone who very much can tell the difference. Yes, very good first king of Al Andalus mm-hmm. breaking away from the caliphate and making his own independent emirate. Yes, and Hisham is his son. Right. His full name is mm-hmm. Hisham Al Reda ibn Abdul Rahman. All oh, right. So. Now, Hishan, I, I'm I'm gonna say I, the first syllable is easy. It's H I S. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm wondering if it is H I S S I A N. It is H I S H A A H A M. Not oh H A M. Oh, okay. yeah, Hisham. All right. Hisham. Okay. So so his ham uh, on the screen. His ham, um, yes. Yes, and but, and given that we are dealing with Muslims, that's offensive in that's every single offensive. way. Yes, yeah, it so is. So let's not let's not do that ever. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So let's jump right in. Hisham the first is the yes. son of Abdul Rahman. He was born in the year seven fifty seven. Mm, now right. he is eleven years younger than the next oldest, and actually the oldest son of Abdul Rahman, and that is. Right, right. And we talked about we talked about Suleiman as as someone who was named with high expectations. Yes. Um. (laughs) Suleiman was actually born back in Damascus in the year 746 or Mm -hmm. so. Not 100 percent certain on that. We don't know who Suleiman's mother was, but uh, uh, we assume it was an Arab or a Berber, someone from the east. Sure. And there's no indication that she escaped the purge of umayyad uh, family members yeah there are the a lot of a lot of people didn't make that i was gonna say didn't make the cut but again i don't want to that's really offensive so yeah, yeah they she, didn't make it they didn't make it she did not make it out of damascus as far as we can tell mm-hmm. and so from 750 when the abbasids overthrew the umayyad caliphate mm-hmm. and abdul rahman escaped with his two sisters his right. brother his son Suleiman, right. and his freedman Mm-hmm. There, he had no more children between then and seven fifty-seven. And you know, to be fair, he he was busy. He uh, was very lot, busy. A lot other thing going on. You you know you you don't adopt pets when you're in the middle of a move, and you don't have kids when you're fleeing assassins. No, uh, you don't. So. And so when Abdel Rahman arrived in Spain in seven fifty-six, he had no wife. Mm-hmm. He had no concubines that we know of. He right. had no relationships, and so. Mm-hmm. He very quickly was married to a woman named yes. Halul. Okay. H-A-L-U-L. We right. don't know anything about her, but we do know her name because she is the mother of Hisham. Hisham. All right. That sort of makes sense. I mean, if you're if you're looking to establish a dynasty, the first thing in, in, in a new location, the first thing you want to do is marry a local and put down roots. Yes. And um, we do know that she was a local. There is okay. a 
uh, a tradition that states that she was actually Visigothic, but she mm. converted to Islam. Oh. It's also possible that she was uh, the daughter or the sister of what we have been calling settler Arabs or native mm. Arabs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either way, she was from Al-Andalus, and she right. and Abd al-Rahman get together, and about one year later, Hisham is born. So got right to business. Got right. right to business. Yes. And other children followed after. Oh, good. All right. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, uh, Hisham is not the last. There are, uh, there's at least one more son and several daughters. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Good. Now, Hisham and Suleiman, to be fair, mm-hmm. were raised to inherit from Abdel Rahman. The sure. idea, the idea was that Abdel Rahman was setting up a kingdom and mm-hmm. he was going to have his children carry on that kingdom after his death yes he always sort of struck me as the kind of guy who referred to himself as the first in his own lifetime (laughs) (laughs) that's entirely possible uh but because of this hisham and suleiman were given positions of authority pretty much as Mm. soon as they were old enough to do so okay good the internship program is still very much uh uh, uh, in process good yes so we know that suleiman uh became the uh, authority figure in Jaén, which mm-hmm. is a province in the southeast of Spain in Andalusia. Mm-hmm. And we know that Hisham became the authority figure in Merida, which is in the oh. west of Spain. We've seen Merida right. before. We, I was going to say, Merida has been mentioned. So, yes. yes. All right. Interesting, interestingly enough, Merida and Jaén, you couldn't really get any further apart from each other. <laughs> well, I mean, to be all right. Here's the thing: if I'm Abdal Rahman, either I am breaking up a fight, obviously the the squabble over who got the best birthday party, or or I am appointing the two people I trust most in the furthest province from my center of power. That is true um, because these are also spread out from Cordoba, Merida right, to the east right. and Jaén to the west. You, as we have discovered, when you put someone untrustworthy in charge of the province, they tend to break away and declare their own country. Uh, yes. Well, both so. Hisham and Suleiman were loyal to their father. Good. However, they were not equal in their father's esteem. Mm, oh, good. Succession. Yes. Uh, this is always fun. <laughs> so I, I mentioned in the last episode that Abdel Rahman specifically picked Hisham to succeed him because one of his advisors pointed out to him that Hisham mm. is studious and loves to learn right. and loves to surround himself with experts, mm-hmm. whereas Suleiman likes to surround himself with yes men. Right? Yeah. He, he likes to be told that he's the best. One so and, one is one is the good kind of Kennedy, and the other is the kind of Kennedy that we have right now. Yes. Um, and so Abdel Rahman realizes that if he appoints Suleiman, it's going to be a court of uh, people who are trying to suck up to right. the new king. Whereas mm-hmm. if Hisham is the new king, then it's going to be a court of learning and mm-hmm. tease and, and that kind of thing. Sure. Right. There are other stories about the differences oh, between Hisham and Suleiman. Oh, no. For example, <laughs> one day in court, Abdel Rahman is, is sitting in attendance with his sons and other advisors around him. And he mm-hmm. uh, he turns to his sons and he recites a verse of poetry. Mm. And he says, does does anybody know, you know, where the who is the author of this poem? Okay. Hisham speaks up immediately and he says, I know that poem gives the author and he says mm-hmm. this poem is a great poem and it seems even though it was written many years ago that it was written about you father oh wow 
Uh, all right, Hisham, you little Eddie Haskell. All right. <laughs> After the attendance is over and people are leaving the court, Suleiman pulls aside one of his father's advisors and says, hey, what what were those verses that my father were talking about? Right. Obviously showing that he was not paying attention right. in the least. Mm-hmm. The advisor uh, repeats Hisham's answer, who, you know, had written the poem and recites mm-hmm. the verses. And Suleiman repeats them to himself until he has memorized them. He says, great. Now all <laughs> I have to do is recite this poetry and then my father will love me as much as oh, him. Oh, this is heartbreaking. The oh. advisor was pretty dumbfounded by this. So he goes right to Abdel Rahman to tell him, who is oh. similarly dumbfounded, that Suleiman yeah. thinks that this is what he was getting at. Oh, wow. This is, this is bad. This is, this is Pareto trying to figure out how to make daddy love him. That's, um, that's exactly what it seems. Yes. Oh, this is bad. Okay. Well, a- as teachers, you, you know, the kind of student who go, oh, if I just memorize this. Yeah. Yeah. That I've got it. And and they they show up to office hours to show you that they have memorized it. And, and you're like, yeah. well, that's great, but <laughs> that's not uh, the point of my this lecture. Is, this is not what we're doing. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, Hisham and Suleiman also seem to have a personal rivalry. Not oh, of just, course they do. Yeah, not just in their father's affections, but against each other personally. Mm -hmm. For example, another story that is told. One day, Hisham is coming back from Merida to visit his father at Mm. the court in Cordoba, and he sees a another band of travelers coming into Cordoba, and they seem to be in a huge hurry. Mm. And Hisham gets, you know, interested in that, so he stops the other party, and he says, you know, what's going on? Why are you racing to Cordoba so quickly. Where's the fire, right? Yeah, where's the fire? (laughs) Uh, The man who is the head of the procession, all of these people are uh, his family or servants or whatnot, he recognizes Hisham, of course, and he Mm -hmm. says, oh, I'm so glad that I ran into you because I am having problems in (laughs) Hyen. Someone in my tribe has murdered someone else, right? And so Suleiman, who is in charge in Hyen, has put the price of this murder on my tribe but he's not this is this is common practice it's like a a weregeld or or something of that nature right right. this is this is the blood price Mm -hmm. for murder but the man says but Suleiman has come directly to me and he wants me to pay all of it rather than dividing it up amongst you know my people which is how it should go yeah <laughs> so uh, I'm going to the court to Abdel Rahman to to argue this case. Say this is yeah okay all right exactly because right, this yes. is extremely unfair. Right. We're not sure why Suleiman did this. Maybe he had a personal beef with the guy. We don't know. That's that's or left out of the story. Maybe Suleiman is slow and just wants the money faster. And one guy, yeah. I mean, this there there yeah. are so many ways in which this can happen and all of them trace back to the fact that Suleiman is not sharp. Right. Okay. Well, Hisham is appalled by this. He of goes to he, he goes to one of his concubines. He takes the necklace off of her neck, which of course has a very expensive jewels and is made out of right. gold, and he gives it yeah. to the man and he says, "Here. Here's mm-hmm. the money that you're going to need to pay this 
this price to get Suleiman right. off your back. Trust me, Suleiman, I know Suleiman, he will accept payment in the form of bling. Yes. Well, the man doesn't want to accept it. He says, you know, actually, I'd really just like this to be justly applied. I, I don't just want to pay the price. I want Suleiman to do the oh, right thing. I actually want to make a, I, I want to make this a thing. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Hisham says, all right, I could do that too. You wait yeah. here. I'm going to go talk to my father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he go- continues on the way to Cordoba. He goes right to his father and mm-hmm. he tells the whole story. And he right. says, look, can you intervene? Can you make Suleiman actually apply to the law as it is supposed to? Abdul Rahman <laughs> says, yes, of course. He calls Suleiman to him, gives him a dressing down and oh. argues that he should go back and actually apply this blood price equally mm-hmm. to all members of the tribe, which is how it should go. Mm-hmm. Suleiman right. does so. And yes. actually, there's a little coda to this. Hisham goes back to the man and says, I've talked to my father. It's all going to be settled. And mm. the man thanks him profusely and tries to give the necklace back. He says, obviously, I don't need this now. Like, uh, no, 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 no. That's that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. And Hisham says, no, I never take back a gift. Yeah, I, I, that, that was a gift. You keep the gift. You try to hand it back to me. We got an issue. Yes. <laughs> so you can kind of see... The differences oh, between Hisham and Suleiman. Yeah, cl- clearly Abdel Rahman knows what the hell he is doing. Yes. Um, this is, it is very clear which of these two sons uh, should be in charge. But I will also add that it is entirely possible to tell a version of this story where Suleiman is just a dumb kid trying his best, who with a little bit of bad luck, and Hisham is the golden child that you just absolutely hate. Well, Suleiman was four years old when they escaped from Damascus. Right. And he was with his father swimming across the Euphrates right. I mean, in exile with the Berbers. Mm-hmm. You, you can understand, and he's also the oldest and 11 years older than Hisham. Right. You can understand why Suleiman might have expected that he would inherit the kingdom. Right, right. Um yeah, I mean, in in my imagination, and of course, this is absolutely not the case. Suleiman is redheaded, and Halul, uh, excuse me, Hisham is blonde. Um, that's not the case. It's just that's that's the kind of characters we're dealing with here. Well, that's really interesting that you point that out because as I was looking through my sources, I realized yeah. that we had a physical description of Abdul Rahman that which I had oh. forgotten to share. Oh, wow. in oh, his good. episode, I'll share that right. now if you like. Yes, uh, please. But, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna see paintings, so we're not yes. gonna see paintings. But this is actually very common since paintings do not happen uh, for Muslim people. There are paintings of important figures in uh, Islamic history, which is just Hmm. a very detailed description of them. Oh, okay. Right. Clever. I like it. Sometimes these descriptions even become paintings where people will write the descriptions in calligraphy and decorate it. Oh, I like that. So that that. it's a painting of someone. Yes. This is from Al-Makar. So, Hmm. Ibn Zaydun says that Abdel Rahman had a clear complexion and reddish hair. He had Ah. high cheekbones with a mole on his face. He was tall and slender in body. He wore his hair parted in two ringlets, could only see out of one eye, and was destitute of the sense of smelling. Oh, okay. Hang on. Things took a turn. Um... Yeah, I'm not sure. It doesn't indicate whether that was congenital or whether he lost his sight as he aged, but... 
God, I hope it's more of a Nick Fury kind of thing. Oh yeah. You you want base given who he is, you want him to be sort of a piratical badass in appearance and not the weird kid that nobody wants to sit with at research, recess. Yeah. Um okay. Well, so I read this description to you to let you know it is entirely possible that he could have two children, oh. one redheaded and one blonde. Oh, all right, cool. He himself had chestnut hair. Chestnut hair, cool. Well, yeah. fine. So, Excellent. There we go. Uh, right. So after all of this description of Hisham and Suleiman, you will not be surprised to know that when Abdel Rahman I died in mm. the year 788, yes. he stated that he wanted his second son, Hisham, to succeed him as king. Oof. Which he uh, does. Yeah, no, I get that. But obviously there's a follow-up question as to how certain people reacted. Suleiman does not take it well. I No. No, he does it. As a matter of fact, he rises in rebellion. Yes, he does. Hisham, almost yes, immediately. Does. Yes. However, this does not seem to be a huge... Or hugely successful rebellion. Well, given the fact that he was passed over for being a screw-up, I think Abdel Rahman anticipated that if Hisham can't handle the uprising that would result, he probably didn't deserve the job in the first place. Yes. Well, uh, Suleiman apparently allied with one of his younger brothers named Abdallah, and, okay. and they rose up against Hisham. There's mm. not a lot of details in the sources about this, which also kind of makes me feel like it didn't really come to much. That it was perfunctory. It was yeah. very perfunctory. Now, the sources do, do say that there were several sanguinary encounters. Ooh! Oh! Oh, I'm putting that one in my vocabulary. But uh, there's no details great. about where it happened, how many men were involved. All it says is that after several sanguinary encounters, <laughs> Hisham was victorious and both Suleiman and Abdallah go into exile. Okay. All yes. Right. All right. So after well, that brief speed bump at the very beginning of his reign, Hisham yes. begins to rule. This mm. again is in the year 788. 788. All right. We're hanging. Uh, so he is. He was 29 30... years old. Okay. 30 years say, old. He's about, he's about 30. Okay. Good age mm -hmm. to take over. Nice, yes. nice, nice one. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, you kind of get the sense with Hisham, not mm -hmm. only is he very learned and wise, he's also very, I don't know that competitive is the right word, hmm. but he goes into this and he wants to not only be a great king, he wants to be even better than his father. So so we're looking at a Solomon here. We're looking yes. at someone who takes over from David and is determined to build upward. Yes. Um, uh, okay. And- by the way, we we also have uh, a an Absalom figure in Suleiman. This is very yes, difficult. This is good. Yes. All right, nice. This is nice. very good. Yeah. Uh, so towards the end of his reign, Abdel Rahman had kind of given up on the expeditions against the north. Right. Right. Well, Charlemagne, come on. Yeah. Charlemagne was doing Charlemagne things, and um, Abdel Rahman honestly was more interested in building his mosque. And good for him. Yes. <laughs> Hisham decides, you know, brand new kingdom, we need to start up again and get some military victories to make me look good. Oh, not a good motivation, but I hear what you're saying. Well, they were very successful. We already know about one of them, right? Oh, okay. We know about his expedition against Galicia. 
Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes Actually, it yes. wasn't his specifically. His general, Yusuf Ibn Bakht, uh, took that contingent up to fight Bermudo the first. Okay, okay. Completely devastating the yes. Asturian forces. Yeah, we... Uh... That cost him a job, didn't it? <laughs> it did cost Bermudo a job. Yes. And in that same year, Hisham, Hisham himself took another contingent of the army to the eastern part of oh. uh, the kingdom of Asturias. Uh-huh. This is, uh, I think I read this in uh, Bermudo the First's um, episode, mm. but uh, I will read it again. Please Quote, do. In the spring of the year 791, having put himself at the head of a powerful army, Hisham reached reached the districts of Alava and the castles, met the unbelievers, and defeated them completely. Woof. Ah! Oh. So the castles... Completely is the word that makes me cringe inside. That... Yes. That's not good. The quote goes on and... defeated completely. Yes. The quote goes on and says, in the same year, God again sent down victory to his arms for having dispatched one of his generals named Yusuf against the Galicians. That chief penetrated into their country at the head of considerable forces and met their king, Bermudo, whom he defeated, making great slaughter amongst his followers. Oh, yeah, that's... Bermudo was a mistake. It was. Bermudo was a big mistake. But it seems like this was a two-pronged attack where he sent Yusuf off... Uh, to the west to Galicia right. and he took people to the east to Alava and was able to have great victories on both ends yeah and it, hearing it from this perspective really does make it clear looking back at the Bermudo episode it makes it clear why nobody talked about it and the degree to which this was just a curb stomping and so much so that people looked at Bermudo and said, well, clearly God doesn't want you on the throne. I yes. mean, like, this is this is as obvious a divine sign as there can be that doesn't involve a talking rainbow. Yes. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, Hisham and his generals uh, went out the very next year in 792 mm-hmm. and also laid mm-hmm. waste to Alava and the castles. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there was an even bigger invasion in 794. Oh, Lord. Um, and I meant to ask, well, what is being gained here? Is Are these wars of conquest or are these wars of plunder? Mostly um, plunder, although okay. the defeat of Bermudo did come with some more lands. Right. We, on, we, yeah. Right. We talked about the fact that the borders did go in the wrong direction for him. Yes. Um, okay. All right. 794 was the highlight year against the kingdom of Asturias for mm, Hisham. Okay. Right. Uh, he he was the general commander, but he also right. had a delegate whose name was Abdul Malik. Okay. Abdul Malik and his brother Abdul Karim were the star generals of this time. Right. Okay. And so Hisham sends them out into Alava and the castles again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh sends him sends them up into Asturias and they reached all the way to Oviedo. Oviedo I, has recently become the capital of Asturias. Oh heck. That's not good. We we will <laughs> find that out in the next Asturian episode. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, but they get all the way to Oviedo and sack it. Woof. Yeah, the king, uh, Alfonso II at this time, had to flee and he went to Charlemagne to ask for help. Right. God God's a God's a Muslim fan uh these days. Yeah. God is definitely showing a bias towards Islam. Um yes. all right, cool. 
Right. So uh, immense successes against mm-hmm. the Asturians, the Basques. Yes. yes. Uh, even By more the way, su- immense successes against the Basques yes. needs to be something that goes on your headstone. That's that's a check mark. That's really impressive. Yes. Um, speaking of Charlemagne, oh. let's talk about the Franks. Oh, boy. Oh, good. <laughs> so this is the year 794, 795, right? This is okay. uh, actually 793 is when mm-hmm. this expedition specifically happened. But Charlemagne okay. is almost at the height of his powers. Okay. Right? Seven right. years from now, he's going to be crowned the Holy Roman Emperor. Should we be sending people over to listen to certain episodes of Battle Royale at this point? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> also, it, it wouldn't be amiss to listen to Pontifact. Indeed, as well, it would not. That's right. Around this time. Right. Uh, but Hisham feels that his father has tried to ignore Charlemagne for long enough, and he needs well, to go up against him. Uh... He also, more domestically, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wants to expand the mosque that his father began. Oh, good. All right. Focus on that. Do that. Do that. Well, he doesn't have the money for it. Oh, I see. So where are you going to get the money for that? Wow. This is like saying I'm going to just fight, fight Mike Tyson in the early 90s because the purse will pay off. Yeah, but you're going to be breathing through a tube the rest of your life. Why are you doing this? Well, okay. Hisham realizes that as great as it is to beat up on the Asturians, they don't mm-hmm. have a lot of No, money. no, they are poor. They are poor. But Charlemagne's got tons. Yeah, how did he get those tons? Well, <laughs> Hisham doesn't really think about that because that's defeatist oh, thinking. Oh, and, yeah. and he gets together a contingent to go to Narbonne. Now, Narbonne is in what we call Septimania, and which has been part of the Frankish Empire for a couple decades. It's there. Yeah. It's theirs. Yes. The Franks don't call it Septimania, by the way. They call it Gothia. Septimania and immediately, is... I'm going back to all the hot topic jokes. <laughs> yes, well, Septimania was the Roman name for it, and that's what the Visigoths called it. Do After not go there the on Muslim Halloween, they take yes. that stuff way too seriously. Okay. Yes. Um. After the Franks took it over, or well, after the Muslims arrived in Spain, mm-hmm. a lot of Visigoths pulled up stakes and moved to Septimania because while it was still technically part of Al-Andalus, it was very far away and on the other side of the mountains. Right, right. So there has always been a large contingent of Visigoths in Septimania. Okay. And then, of course, during Abdel Rahman's episode, we learned that Narbonne and most of Septimania were taken by Charlemagne. Indeed. Right. right. So Hisham goes to Narbonne. He says, (sighs) I, this is where we are going to uh, attack. Quote, after this, in the year 793, Hisham sent the same general, this is Abdul Malik, his right. great general, in another direction. This time, uh-huh. Abdul Malik marched to Narbonne and Herona, laid waste the territory adjoining those two cities, and subdued the whole country of Serdania. Whoa! Abdul okay. Malik, moreover, having penetrated far into the country of the infidels, put their armies to flight wherever he met with them. Huh. It well. also it also seems like Hisham took some of the people from the reconquered territory in Galicia and uh, pressed them into service into this army that's going against the Franks. 
oh, we, 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 we call that enslaving. Um, yes, but it worked pretty well. I will okay. give you another quote. Uh -huh. Quote, in the days of Hisham, the celebrated city of Narbonne was again wrested from the Christians. <laughs> His Galician vessels having sued for peace, Hisham only granted it to them on very hard conditions, one of which was their having to carry a certain number of loads of earth out of the demolished walls of the conquered city of Narbonne to the gate of his own palace in Cordoba to be used there in the construction of the mosque. Whoa, that is some harsh sim symbolism. Um, yes. Wow, that is just, that's, you're going to carry dirt um, a long yes. way, a long way. So wow. not only did they retake Narbonne, not only did they sack the city and retake it for Al-Andalus, not huh. only did they plunder the countryside and get tons of gold and loot, they took the earth from the walls of Narbonne, wow. brought it back and used oh. it to construct more of the mosque. Wow, I did not see that coming. I'm deeply impressed. Yes. This is that is that is that is that is some Alexander the Great level uh yes. in your faceitude. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, really really impressed. H Hisham's score is going to go up quite a bit as a result of this. Um okay. Now his domestic policies were also quite aggressive uh-huh uh, -huh. uh oh. apart from building the mosque another mm -hmm. thing that he worked on was rebuilding the bridge at cordoba now this bridge has not been touched since al sam's episode right oh, oh okay we we, yeah. we we talked about the rebuilding of that bridge right um right. back in the governor's episode yeah yeah infrastructure very important this it is, has been this several is, and decades. it's a bridge you want those to be sturdy yes um, well apparently during the reconstruction of the bridge one mm -hmm. of hisham's advisors joked that uh that the people of Cordoba say the emir's only motive is rebuild in rebuilding this bridge is that so he may pass over it when he goes out hunting uh right so just joke. a little joke, joke. like okay. yeah like haha you know you're <laughs> only rebuilding this so you can use it oh no hearing this hisham bound himself by a most solemn oath to never pass over it again wow hisham strikes me as a guy who is eagle easily triggered in matters of personal honor I think so. Um, he's I really agree. giving that impression of if you ascribe even slightly uh, he he uh, shady motives. He will wildly overreact in the other direction. Yes, this does sound like him. Yeah, uh, he, he did some other domestic things. He set up a night watch for the city of Cordoba oh, nice. um, to, to make it a little safer at night. Also uh, very important. I mean, Henry Fielding is going to invent that in London in about a thousand years so yes. once again we're reminded uh the, the muslims are just better at stuff they were um, this is their time the middle yeah. ages is their yeah. time They're and just they doing so many smart things so uh, so much better than the christian states yeah mm -hmm. um he made sure that taxes stayed fair he did not uh <laughs> put any taxes on muslims other than those required by the five pillars of islam oh Yes, oh, he's being morally consistent. Yes. Uh, a very interesting thing, an important thing for the future of Al-Andalus that happens during mm -hmm. Hisham's time is that several eminent personages left mm -hmm. Cordoba and made their pilgrimage to Mecca. And oh. while they were there, they made the acquaintance of a man named Malik ibn Ans. Now, huh. Malik ibn Ans is a... Uh, 
Islamic jurist who mm. is uh, one of the great thinkers of the time. Okay. And his last name is A A N S Ibn I don't have his okay. last name. Um, I just have oh. his just have his father's name. Oh, okay. All right. Ma- but well, the Malik is okay. Malik. I was uh, spelling that with a Q or with a K. M A L I K and he K. starts a school hmm. of jurisprudence called the Malachite School. Oh. Oh, okay. That, that that makes sense. Yes. It's quite strict, quite conservative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it it was kind of I hate to say all the rage about <laughs> a, a legal right. you know wave, but it was okay. All right. So these eminent personages go and they learn directly from Malik ibn Ants, and then they come back to Cordoba, and the Malachite school of Islamic jurisprudence becomes very popular, becomes the most uh, used one in oh. Al-Andalus. Okay. Yes. Reformed the laws is always yes, 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 impressive. Yes. yes. All and right. Malik uh, apparently the, these eminent personages that went out talked to Malik about Hisham, and Malik had some very nice things to say about Hisham and how wise and prudent oh, and wow. and whatnot. Right. So and, there, there and, was a yeah. mutual, you know, friendship there. Yes. When the when the draconian praises your character it pretty much means it's unimpeachable um yes all right now uh oh you know we got to get the negative part oh it was going so well so we're gonna roll back to the beginning of hisham's reign okay he takes power he subdues the rebellions from his brothers Mm-hmm. And uh, then he decides, you know what, I, I kind of want a little bit of guidance before I get started. Uh-huh. Uh, so he calls the services of an astrologer. Oh, dude. Yes. Oh, dude. There is an eminent astrologer from Algeciras, which is on the southern tip of Spain. I'm going to uh, take Hisham... back all the stuff I was talking about, how the Muslims are just better. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay. it's prophecy time. Oh, no, guys. Yes. Okay. So, so Hisham calls this astrologer to him. And he says, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to know what what my reign is going to be like. What are my main concerns going to be? What what is it that I should be doing? And and what what can I expect coming mm. up? And the astrologer said, "Well, Avoid first travel. the astrologer he says, yeah. <laughs> well, first the astrologer says, oh no, I'm I'm not that learned. I I'm not <laughs> going to you know att- attempt to." To yeah. prophecy against your greatness. Obviously, I just make I just write a column for the local paper that says things like "Be cautious in money matters of money." <laughs> just don't don't do this. Yes. So he he doesn't want to um he he doesn't want to answer because yes. he doesn't want to say something that Hisham won't like and then he's going to be in trouble. Yeah. Not for nothing, but astrology is a fraud. So I could be wrong, and there will well, be consequences. Well, Hisham doesn't want to hear that. He no, says, of course he doesn't. He says, no, I called you here to give mm-hmm. me a prophecy about my reign. I want you to give me a prophecy about Don't my reign. Don't be coy, David Blaine. Make with the magic. Yes. So the astrologer says, okay, okay, I will go research. I will go consult the stars. I will come mm-hmm. back in a couple days. Right. Leaving the room sobbing. Yes. Several days later, the Hisham calls the astrologer back and says, well, what have you learned? What has your study um, shown you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the astrologer <laughs> says, all right, I'll tell you. You wanted to know what I will tell you. Mm-hmm. He says, 
quote, thy reign, O Amir, will be glorious and fortunate. It will be marked by victories over thy enemy, thine enemies. Its duration, uh-huh. however, if my calculations be right, will only be eight years or there. Whoa. Okie dokie. After a moment's reflection, so he should, mm-hmm. you know, sits with that a little bit. Yeah. And then he lifts up his head and he says, you know what? That doesn't frighten me at all. Okay. That, you know, if eight years is all I get, then eight years is all I get. Yes. I'm going to spend them well. Yes, I was going to say, quick, call the scribe. I have a bucket list to write out. (laughs) Well, it is said that because of this prophecy, Hisham then decides that he is going to spend his days uh, as basically an ascetic. He is not going to take to partying and women and frivolity. He's he's got eight years and he's going to use them as piously as possible. I can't sleep in. My time is very finite. Yes. And of course, because when you write these things after the death of the emir, it's pretty Mm. easy to have predictions like this. Yes. Hisham's reign was about seven years and uh, 10 months. Oh, okay. You know what? We will, we will, I'm going to give him credit for that. The astrologer gets the credit. Yeah. Okay. So All in right. the year 796, Hisham mm. dies. He's about 40 years old. Uh, uh, I think it was just of an illness. Okay. All right. And probably a, a you know a certain amount of self fulfilling prophecy. There's well, gotta be, yes. there's got to be bias confirmation there. As in, I have a little bit of a cold, but it's eight years later. I'm dying. Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> Well, so Hisham did have a pretty full life. He he was married yeah. and had children who mm-hmm. were old enough to to take the reins by the time okay. that so All right. he indicates that his son Al Hakam will okay. will succeed him, and he does as Al Hakam the first. All right. Okay. So that is the life and reign wow. of Hisham. Nice. That was I, I wish it'd been longer, but I think a but, lot of people did. Yeah, that, that is that's that that is slightly disappointing. On the other hand, you know, if we're going to look at a, a America, uh, Abraham Lincoln only had you know four years and some change. So, and Lord knows we venerate the hell out of him. Yeah. So let's let's yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and rate him. Okay. All right, the well. first category is conquistadores. How much land mm-hmm. did he conquer? How good uh-huh. was he at war? Well, he took Septimania back yeah. from Charlemagne. Yeah, took Septimania back from Charlemagne. That's To be uh, fair, uh, it was not Charlemagne who was fighting. Right, it was his right. son, Louis the Pious. Charlemagne right. had other things to do. I, I was going to say, clearly Charlemagne was elsewhere at the time. Nonetheless... Yeah, he was at his court in Germany. Yeah, and and let's let's not pretend that beating up a man's son doesn't redound to the honor and reputation of that man in this era. Yes, well, um, and so, Louis the Pious will become king of the Franks after Charlemagne. Right. So, yeah. and this does kind of unleash a a retribution situation where Louis the Pious marches on Barcelona. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yes. Um, so uh, it, it wasn't without its consequences. But no, no, no. For course, the campaign itself and during the life of Hisham, hugely, hugely successful. Yeah, just, yeah, no. Very, uh, I mean, 
yeah successful before he becomes king successful after he becomes king um again and 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 we have to measure his success not only by i mean look you defeated bermudo big freaking deal but you (laughs) defeated the franks and the basques so i mean we we have to give him serious credit here um yes yeah i i i mean again seven i feel like seven i want to yeah, say seven it's big it's big. It's not huge it's not right. like conquering a new hemisphere right right it's but, not even like conquering spain from the visigoths no no it isn't but, but if you can push back a giant it's solid work just, if you can make a giant take a step back that's still an indication of a triumphant uh, level of talent. And um, not only did he identify and promote good generals like Yusuf, mm-hmm. Abdul Malik, right, Abdul Karim, right. he himself seems to be a pretty decent general because yeah, he led the charge yeah. against Alava while Yusuf was beating Bermudo. Right, right. Uh, he's not a glory hog. He knows how to delegate. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the general's job. You can't, yes. you know, you're you're not a one man band. You've got to. Uh, uh, I mean, part of being a, a good conquistador figure is picking picking your talent. Right. Um, and he clearly knew talent in Malik, for example. And he also didn't overextend himself no right yeah governor abdel rahman while you were ahead yes he took narbonne and then he retreated and then like all right we're done we're done yeah he didn't advance any deeper into carolingian territory which was further any further and uh, yeah any further in charlemagne will decide this isn't funny uh so okay right right um yeah i agree i'm going to give him a seven as well yeah 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 so that and is a, a strong seven too. Very yes. impressive. That is a fourteen for conquistadores. Yeah. yeah, strong out of the gate. Our second category is no me digas. What sort of scandally gossipy things did he do? I will read uh, a description. Well, first of all, Hisham okay. has two nicknames. Okay. Amiable. Oh dear. And God. the just. Oh wow. Yes. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. So oh. that's not really good for gossip. No, 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 it isn't. Not however, at all. However, I will also say this. That bridge thing is so freaking weird. Uh-huh. Um, there is he he strikes me as the kind of guy that people would gossip about, not to trash talk, but to just say. Did he just say that he's not going to cross a bridge because some guy cracked a joke about hunting? Did he actually? Did I hear that? Oh, I got to talk about this. Um, well, and then there's also the poem story where the he poem says, story. oh, that poem is by so-and-so and he clearly wrote it right. about you, daddy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, and I mean... He's not going to get zero. I guess that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. He, as I say, he's he's easily triggered in matters of personal honor, in yes. which he overreacts. That's good for a couple of points because, again, it wasn't. It's not scandaly, but it is gossipy as hell. Um, I I think there are a lot of people who would say who at the court who said, I bet if you compliment his haircut, he will shave his head. i bet we could make that happen like oh i think that's too far but i i don't know i'm i'm gonna give him a two i was Um, also thinking a two i'll give him a two yeah Um, no one's gonna be like 
gossiping, gossiping about him, but they're no. going to be like, like snickering and, and right. No, there's going to be a lot of, I don't believe he just said that. Oh, yeah. I, there's everything, every conversation about him begins with the phrase, I love the guy, but yeah, he's too much sometimes. Right. Yeah. I'll agree with that. I'll also give mm-hmm. it two. So that is a four for No mm-hmm. Digas. Not not great, but you know what? If you have to fall down on a category, that's the one to fall down on. That's fair. <laughs> He's also going to do good in this next category, Orthodoxia. How much yeah, he, he is. His own face. Yes, he is. I have another story which I haven't shared yet. Which oh. Maybe I should have shared before. Oh, please. <laughs> this is for the Akbar Mahmua, right? Okay. All uh, right. Here we go. Quote. Hisham used to have bags filled with money and sent to mosques on dark and rainy <laughs> nights to be given to whoever was found there, intending oh. by that to encourage intendants at the mosques. Oh. oh, he's one of those people. He's one of those people who is so good and so pious. It's like he was sent by God to make you feel inadequate. I just um, first of all, I love the detail of dark and rainy yeah, nights. Like it's 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 pitch black. Well, is it raining? Well, no, it's not raining. Well, then you can't go with the goal. It's got to be raining. He waits about... specifically for a terrible right. weather day. Exactly. To catch people out who are yep. dedicated enough to go to public worship exactly. even when the weather's bad. Which means you know that everybody around the mosque is like, is it raining? Get your coat! We're let's going. go! Come on! Come on! Let's go pray! <laughs> move! 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 <laughs> Maybe there'll be money there. I was gonna say, bring a bucket! Why? Just trust me! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so he was always promoting the faith. Obviously, he mm-hmm. expanded the Great Mosque of Cordoba, brought dirt from Narbonne to do it with. God, I mean, just, oh my god, I love that. Um, he was known as pious, mm-hmm. just uh, a sponsor of uh, eminent people to go learn about right. new legal techniques. Uh, like... Yeah, and I assume Malik uh, Ibn Anz was, how do I put this, that his concept of jurisprudence was informed in some way by his Oh, religion? yeah, very scholarly. I mean, okay. very conservative, very against frivolity mm-hmm. and... Uh, kind of anti-questioning okay, you know of right, the precepts right. of islam so right. a little close-minded but definitely a right. very serious and very scholarly school right okay all right so i mean clear uh, but 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 astrologer yeah oh the astrologer he turned to an astrologer yeah that's a no-no you ain't gonna you ain't gonna get a top score on this one i mean <laughs> Does it help that the astrologer was right? And the astrologer was right. Fair enough. But still, that's, you know, that's that's some Witch of Endor stuff. You're cheating there. You don't get to, you know. I mean, to be fair, I do not know the nature of Islam at this time. It is entirely possible uh, that this was uh, permissible. Um, I think it's more permissible that it would be in a Christian or Jewish tradition. Right. Uh... But, but still. it still feels a little hinky. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna knock a couple of points off for that. Again, I want to say seven. Um, it's a good score. I, I agree. A, yeah, I feel like I feel like it's seven because we are talking about someone whose life was clearly motivated in large part by his 
by a system of morality that was informed very much by his religion. Yes. Um, he, he wanted to do well in the eyes of his God. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And I he mean, wanted other people to follow right. that same religion. He wanted and, to and make yes, it easy and, and good yes, for other people yes. to also be Muslims. Right. I would, I, I if he'd built his own uh, mosque, I might have given him more. Uh, the astrologer costs him a couple of points, but other than that, there's uh, he, he's just got an absolutely spotless record. Yeah. Um, so I, I basically I will say a seven, and 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 really that's that's more like a nine, but you lose a couple of points because of the astrologer thing. I'm more impressed. I'm going to give him an eight. Oh, all right. Fair yeah. enough. Fair I, enough. I'm not. I'm not as anti-astrologer as you are. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So that is a fifteen for 15. orthodoxy. Yeah. Our final category with points is El Resto. What mm. other things did he do that go along with being king? Well, we have right. a coin. Okay. It's, it is what it is. Yeah, okay. Here it is. At this point oh. in Al-Andalus history, mm. they're not minting gold coins. They're only minting right. silver dirham. Okay. All so right. this one has obviously been through it. It's very muddled. I was going to say, muddled. clearly, clearly that the, the, the back of the coin, those were... Quranic verses. Yes, I, I assume they are. Yes. They are. Uh, they are not recognizable as letters. No, uh, they're point. very smudged, very, yes. very worn down. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so we do have a coin. That's nice. All I right. mean, the Asturians aren't making coins at this point. Indeed, indeed. So, why not? And, you know, and he was around long enough to mint a coin, which yes. you know was certainly not the case for for Asturians, even had they. Uh, the capacity to produce them. Oh um, yeah, Bermuda so was not uh, around long enough to get a no, coin of him. No, he was not. Nope. Um, all right. Well, that's, uh, that's he something. He did have children. Mm -hmm. it, it were it's unknown who his wife or or concubines were, but he okay. had at least one son, Al Hakam. Mm -hmm. Okay. He ruled for only eight years, only but eight they years. were a pretty good but, eight years. Yeah. I, I again, you know, that's that that. Those were those were a chock full eight years. Uh, you know, all 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 meat, no filler. Yeah. Um, and the introduction of the Malachite school to Al Andalus and the expansion of the Great Mosque are legacy. Uh, not a huge, like, expansion expansion, but mm -hmm. definitely did work on the Great Mosque. Right. And I mean, we we also have to uh, remember, you know, we're we're talking about the guy who 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 establishes the throne is not the true test of a nation it's the guy it's the first person to succeed him um it's why for example uh looking back at Tellus Rankium I think John Adams uh deserved more credit mm. uh than they gave him um because Hisham's the guy who proves that this is going to keep going that that yes. that that there is a successful succession which he immediately and and this is retroactively credit to his uh, father, uh, that he is, it's not purely patrilineal. Mm -hmm. uh, he is promoted ahead of a clear incompetent. And he just, he, 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 he sort of symbolizes the success of the, of the enterprise, I guess is, is the way that I feel about him. Sort of a negative legacy in that he is clearly going to touch off uh, a bit of a uh, kerfuffle uh, down the road, yes. uh, thanks to the Franks. Um, yes. On the other hand, you can't fault him for, you know, the, the, the failure of others to maintain it. Uh, 
infrastructure, rebuilt a bridge, uh, which he apparently didn't use. There's a there's a fair amount. Uh, it's it's you know again it's not all of, it's not all glamorous, but it's but it's impressive. I I'll give him a four. Yeah, uh, I was thinking four actually. I wrote down my four already before you okay. said four. All right, I'll give him a four. There. Yep. So that cool. is an eight for El Resto, and that mm-hmm. means his total score is. 41. Nice. Excellent. Yeah, excellent, excellent score. All right. But now we have a question to ask ourselves. This is an easy one. Well, he had a great <laughs> score, but was mm-hmm. he interestingly enough, sparkly enough, uh, <laughs> amazing enough to sign the fuero, or do we tell him fuera? I think you answered your own question by using the word sparkly. He is a very sparkly person. Okay. Um, he is well scrubbed. Yeah, I have no hesitation saying he definitely signs it. You, you look at what he was able to do in eight years. It, it really is a string of unbroken success. And yeah, I, I also, you know, he, he would come in and we would just be floored by his amiability um i think he would be very amiable i think i'm kind mm-hmm. of forgetting that because i also kind of see him as a little goody two-shoes yeah and that's uh, kind of dampening my enthusiasm i think i think he's the kind of guy who when you hear about him you instinctively dislike him because of the goody two-shoes because mm-hmm. of the teacher's pet. he's such a teacher's he pet. seems like a real teacher's uh, pet. he's such a teacher's pet and then he shows up and you're really ready to hate him and within five minutes, okay, you can come to my birthday party. I really want you there. I want to. I want you to like me. Yeah. Um, I I I think he would be the sort of person where he would show up, and we would be determined to say no, and then he would talk, and one of us would be handing him the pen. It's like, oh, um, you actually are that good. You're yeah. not just oh, acting crap. that he way. Is that good? Yeah, oh, I, I agree. Fine. <laughs> All right, yeah, I I think that he should also sign the fuero. So congratulations, yeah. Hisham the first. Just like your father, Abdel Rahman the first, yeah. you are signing the fuero. Yeah, that, thus far, Al-Andalus is looking way better than Asturia. Uh, yeah, as a, yeah, as you a could, going concern. <laughs> you could really see how they play off each other yeah. in strength. When one's yeah. strong, the other one's pretty pitiful, and then mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yes. Muslims are going to be around for another 600, 700 years. Oh, yeah, um, we got a long time. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let us know what you think. You can find us on social media and Gmail. Mm-hmm. That's all Spanish Arpada. Mm-hmm. Uh, like us on Facebook, tweeted us on Twitter, or tooted mm-hmm. us at Mastodon. All of yes. that is great. Mm. Uh, it is recommendations time. I'm going to recommend a video game. Oh, wow. Now, this right. is not a brand new video game, but it is mm-hmm. one that is kind of new to me. I just recently mm-hmm. downloaded it on the Switch, but I think uh-huh. you could also get it on other platforms. But sure. I have a Switch, so that's what mm-hmm. it is. It is called Dorf Romantic. Mm. All one I... word, German. All right. Dorf okay. means village. Yes. Right? Yes. And romantic, obviously, yes. is a cognate. Mm-hmm. It is... I don't know if you've ever played Carcassonne, the... um the tile placing game where you oh, place yeah. tiles yeah, that yeah, have yeah. different um, like fields or sure. uh, different uh, resources on them and you try to match them up. Right. Yeah, the person right. who matches the most up, you know, is, sure. is the winner. This is kind of like that, but solitaire. You can play oh, by yourself. All right. Okay. 
So you'll have different hexagon tiles and mm -hmm. each side of them will have either different resources or no resource whatsoever. Okay. You put them in play and you match them up uh, to get extra points, huh. right? All right. If you're able to match all the tiles with uh, a side that mm -hmm. is the same, so nothing to nothing, trees to trees, houses sure. to houses, you get extra points and extra tiles. Okay. Um, sometimes you will place a tile that has a quest on it, like match up this many trees, you know, uh, snaking around. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you do that and you get extra points and extra tiles. I can okay. see in your reflection that you are looking it up already. I am. I am. It is uh, and I, I, I'm just going to confirm to our listeners. Uh, it is it is Dorf Romantic with a K. With a K. Yes. Right. Wanted, wanted to make sure that. And uh, it is available on Steam. Yes. Uh, so you can get it on Steam. Uh, and that means you can get it on any kind of computer or whatever. So, all right. Just, just letting them know how they can get it. Yes. Uh -huh. It's okay. very chill. The background mm -hmm. music is very zen. There's... Mm -hmm. The tiles make noise when you put them down, oh, nice. and then the different resources on it make noise. So if you this... put down a train, you'll hear the little choo choo. Mm, oh, or... this, this sounds like a really good de-stressing. Uh, it's a very sort of, good yeah. de-stressing. It, yeah. it is. It is the kind of game that you don't have to pay too much attention to. Nice. Uh, you could listen to a podcast while you uh, play. Right, maybe right. this one. Mm -hmm. Or you could just get to the end of the day and be like, I don't want to think too much. I just want to make a pretty little village and just mm -hmm. click, 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 and mm -hmm. hours right. will disappear. So nice. I really like it. I would recommend it to everyone. Dwarf Romantic. Nice. It's all one word, and it is a great little de-stressing game. Nice. I like it. I like it. So my recommendation is a new TV series. It is Poker Face, Heard which good is things. which is now on it's it's streaming on Peacock. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think you need a subscription. I think it's available just sort of in the same way that Hulu. There's different tiers of Hulu, and one mm -hmm. of them is free. And I think you can I think you can get this one for free. The Backstory to the production of it is kind of interesting. For many, many years, well, not many, many, but for a few years, there was sort of a quiet push on social media for a reboot of Columbo starring Natasha Lyonne as mm -hmm. the Columbo character. Everybody just sort of felt that her vibe, that sort of clever, self-effacing, slightly, you know, uh, tri-state area, uh, shuffling quality would, would suit perfectly. And obviously it never came to anything because remaking Columbo was a bad idea. But <laughs> Ryan Johnson, who did uh, 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 Glass Onion, basically, you know that what happened is he heard about that and he said... I'm going to do something. And so this show, Poker Face, is, I submit, Ryan Johnson giving the internet what it didn't realize it actually wanted, which is a show in which Natasha Leone gets to be her own version of a detective character. It's delightful. And, and you can tell that everybody involved knows they're doing a version of Columbo when you turn it on and the opening credits are in the exact same font uh -huh. as the Columbo series. So yeah, just, just to be clear, they, they know what they're doing. Um, the premise of the show is very simple. This is a, uh, a young woman who is on the run from Las Vegas mobsters. Okay. Uh, and she, and so 
she shows up in a new small town every week. You know, the you know basically it's sort of the the, the fugitive or the Incredible Hulk uh, that I got to move on. I've solved the problem now. I got to move on to the next town. She has a inherent ability to tell when someone is lying she's sort of a human lie detector anytime someone lies she has an instinctive twitch and that is basically her only qualification for being a detective she's very smart um, but she has absolutely no forensic training whatsoever. <laughs> she has, she's she's just she's a very clever amateur with this one essentially superpower and an absolute inability uh, that that when people lie, it's it, it 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 is it. She's not OCD, but it is something that sort of triggers her, and she can't quite move on. Yeah, I can't let um, it go. Right. Um, and at the same time, and this is where, you know, her her performance sort of mirrors that of Peter Falk and Columbo, she is a genuinely liking person. She likes everybody. Mm. There is there is affection and sympathy in her for everyone. And it makes the show a really pleasant experience because it, it never gets nasty. It never mm. gets vicious. There's a there's sort of a nice poignancy to it where what you have is not evil people making evil choices, but neutral people making bad choices. Mm. Anyway, it's it's very funny. Uh it's it's very charming. It is basically the show that people wanted when they said let Natasha Leone do Columbo. Um so I, I very much recommend it. And also I recommend Columbo, which is also streaming on Peacock. <laughs> so right. yeah, the thing you is when I, finish, them. when I finish watching an episode of Poker Face, it says, Would you like to watch something similar like Columbo? Like, yes, yes I would like to watch I do. Columbo. That's great. So so go watch Columbo after you watch Poker Face, because Natasha Leone is still alive and she needs the residuals. That's great. Um so do that. That's my All right. I think I'm going to do that. I, I need All something right. else to watch while I'm playing Dorf Romantic and not Exactly. Attention. There you go. Perfect. Dual, you know, synthesis, yeah. symbiosis. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we're going to come back next time and do uh, Al Hakim the first. And mm-hmm. then we're going to have to deal with Charlemagne's reaction to the taking of Narbonne. <laughs> we are going to introduce a new area, and that is Barcelona. Oh, boy. All so right. That's I... coming up. But yes, for yes. next time, we're going to stay with Alain Deleuze. <laughs> All right. Okay. All See right. you guys Good. later. See ya. Bye. Bye.